Yemi shut her laptop and started packing her stuff away. Her director gave her the thumbs up, and she smiled to herself, satisfied that he was happy with her presentation to our clients, a large engineering firm. As the clients filtered out of the room, one of her colleagues stopped to say hello. That was absolutely on point. You could see their comms team loved it. Yemi's face brightened. Thanks, Chica. I've spent so many late nights working on this. Her colleague fixed her with a mock stern look. So, now that it's done, you can stop making excuses because of I have to work late and come out for a drink with us. The ladies are going to this great club in Ikoi after work. They serve the most fantastic cocktails with tapas, you know, not only both people's tapas, the Niger ones. Puff puff, akara, peppered suya and yam fritters, all bite-sized. She ran a hand over her hips, which were encased in a snug grey tailored dress with a white collar. You know we have to keep it looking good. (laughs) They could just be around the corner. Yemi's lips formed into a slight grimace. I'm not really in the mood for clubbing. I've got another project queued up behind this one. Besides, I was going to watch trashy TV and eat lots of ice cream. Chica opened her bag, pulled out a little mirror and pursed her lips in her best Kardashian pout before she applied a thin coat of vivid red lipstick. You are not going to find Bay while sitting at home eating ice cream. You better look sharp before your mother starts dragging you off to church service to pray for a husband. That he isn't so far away, you know. That's for the reminder. As a good friend and colleague, I have to tell you the truth. How many men have I introduced you to in the past few months? But it's always one thing or the other. This one is too short. That one is too boring. Girl, I'm concerned here. You need an intervention. Yemi sighed, picked up her laptop and left Chica standing there, shaking her head. Yemi's brow was furrowed as she sat in traffic watching the sun bearing down on the yellow trail of public transport. Danfu, Marua cars and Kekenape intermingled with cars, motorbikes and lorries on the third mainland bridge. She felt envious of those perched on Okada, motorbikes or bicycles that weaved through the gaps in traffic and watched as they defied space and basic traffic rules for a quicker but less safe journey. Lagos was basically two cities split between the mainland, where most people lived, and the islands, which were connected by the third mainland bridge. Like millions of others, Yemi had to battle to get into work every morning, and she'd learned to avoid travelling back home after 3.30pm, because a journey of 30 minutes could take you three hours or more as traffic fossilised into a total standstill. She turned up the radio to listen to FM 2000, her favourite radio station, and let Ace's evocative Afrofolk, reggae pop, new soul jazz, drown out the hooting of the driver next to her. Bamidili was one of her particular favourites. Play that at a party and you could be sure it was going to be lit. Come home with me, it said. Wabamidili. Suddenly, the car in front of her moved, 
and she accelerated as fast as she could, ignoring the cars from the other lanes trying to force their way into the only line that seemed to be making any progress. But a cheeky Danfo drove into her line of vision, and she had to brake. She swallowed back the choice words that sprang so easily to her lips. This was the third time this had happened this week, and the previous time, her windows down, she'd heard the other driver's derisive request that she beg her lover to get her a chauffeur if she was having problems driving properly.